Hey Christian. Hey, thank you. Thank you for being my podcast. Thank you for having me. It's a great honor. Actually, I, I tried to uh, invite you for a very long time because I heard about uh, Lead. Actually, since I moved to Lean Shopping, I'm hearing a lot of good things about the company. Oh, thank you. That makes me glad to hear. <laughs> and I'm curious, um, first, about yourself, if you can tell me a few things about you and how you did it. Yep. How you uh, an organization that everybody's talking about. Okay. Uh, well, I, I was born and raised in this region, uh, but in the city of Norrköping, or just outside Norrköping. Uh, I studied business administration at the Jönköping University High School. Uh, ended up at their business incubator uh, back in 2002, uh, but I kind of brought myself back home again through consultancy. Uh, looking into the business incubator in Norrköping and then um, came up with some suggestions on how they could improve. Uh, so with a little bit of luck and with a little bit of ambition and, and uh, some strategic moves I've ended up in this situation. Um, and well today I'm, I'm the CEO of LEAD and uh, how we have ended up where we are with LEAD, I think, can be traced to a few different things, actually. First of all, I have a background as a volleyball player. I've been playing at a reasonably high level. I've been a trainer as well, or a coach. And I brought, I've always had the notion of setting goals and trying to reach them, achieve them. And that's something that's I've all that I've always had with me, and the people that I work with at Lead or the the team here, I think they are pretty much the same. So when we decide on a goal, we all want, really, really want to reach that. And when we founded Lead through a merger of two business incubators, we were pretty clear on what we wanted to achieve. So we set up a goal uh, and we broke it down in a few different key success factors that we've had ever since uh, and that we still work with. Uh, and I think being clear about what you want to achieve, your thoughts on how you're going to achieve it kind of creates this momentum. Everybody knows what I'm striving for in the team and they have accepted that and they have decided to join on that journey basically mm -hmm. to go there together. And I think that's the that's probably the main reason. But then you also have to add all the other surrounding factors. This region is fantastic mm. uh, working with startups. There are a lot of other actors working both before lead comes into play. They work besides us and there are other actors working after us. So mm -hmm. the kind of fame and glory and, and the recognition that lead has gotten should not only be attributed to us but also to a number of other actors that have made it possible to create these kind of effects that if you draw them up you can see lead in the middle somewhere right yeah normally mm -hmm. uh, we and that's actually one of the key success factors we've said that we should be a central part of an innovation system but we should also acknowledge that we're dependent mm. on other others uh, working before us besides us and after us. Mm -hmm. So being linked to them, working closely with them, cooperating with them is important. 
you said something about I, I, I may rephrase two pillars that you always have when you do the development of a company so there are two major things when you have the goal you have two things but you didn't say what which are the these two uh, key, su key success key, factors yeah, well exactly. yeah can, can well, you say well, no what? yeah of course that, that that's not a secret uh, we said that we want to make lead to a, a really successful business incubator it should be a really high class it should be best in sweden it should be comparable to the best business incubators uh, and we said well what what would such a business incubator look like well and, and we came up with these different key success factors and said well first of all we have to have a deal flow we have to have a constant flow of ideas that want to go through the process mm -hmm. that we're actually uh, offering the development process uh, so there should be a, a number of applications every year and they should have high quality as well uh, that's important uh, secondly we need to have good processes this is pretty much of a machinery uh, we do a lot of things repeatedly for each and every company that comes in and, but we should kind of decodify it from the people working here and get it into our knowledge for lead so that people can come and go mm -hmm. but it should still be a, a process that will be stable uh, independent of the knowledge what, management yeah, yeah basically and third uh, we need brilliant people mm -hmm. this is this is all about people it's always about people uh, so having really talented business coaches uh, employees with the right personality with the drive and ambition and, and well brilliant people uh, and then we also said well uh, the kind of ideas that we strive to work with they are kind of techie a lot of them come straight from the research at the university and being a good researcher doesn't necessarily mean that you're a good entrepreneur, entrepreneur. Yeah. so we need to have access to good entrepreneurs that can complement hmm. the founders uh, being adding sales knowledge experience uh, perhaps being a CEO uh, being a board member so that we can add that kind of knowledge to the founding teams basically we also need access to risk willing capital venture capital but all the all the different sources of, of capital that can come into play for these companies uh, and then being a central but very interconnected part of a larger innovation system basically mm -hmm. that's our key success factors that we've been working with and, and that we're actually structuring our development around basically speaking about um, value I think now it's pretty easy to find the value in the market because people come to you there are a lot of people talking about it but how was in the beginning how did you manage though? Because I, I think it's yeah. one of the hardest things to achieve for organizations to bring the yeah. smartest guys in the same room. Yeah, it is. Um, I think we were quite fortunate. Uh, and I think that uh, having a few successes is really critical. We had a few companies that were kind of progressive 
and, and made a little bit of a buzz. And that was a very fortunate starting point. But we have been struggling. Uh, we have been working with creating a, a brand platform that would actually be attractive. And we had a discussion, should we go out and market ourselves, saying that, hey, we're really, really good, or should we work in delivering the results and then show? Mm -hmm. And me as a person is very much more about first doing and then showing. Mm -hmm. So we said, well, hey, let's, let's start producing and, and doing things that will make an impact and then we can start bragging. So that's basically what we did the first couple of years. And a little bit of, of all the attention that we've gotten during 2015 and now in the beginning of 2016, that's the result of hard work mm -hmm. some five, six years ago or four years ago. Uh, and now the effects are really showing and, and we can really point to it, but that makes it much more credible mm -hmm. uh, instead of being someone talking a lot but doing less mm -hmm. basically are you a big team I, no depending uh, I, of course how yeah we no I, I wouldn't say that we are I mean uh, there are some nine people working uh, in the team but not all or very few of them are actually full-time mm -hmm. uh, committed uh, the business coaches are doing a lot of other things which is good because that gives us a little bit of flexibility but it also expands our contacts and mm -hmm. our network uh, and uh, the employee that is running our financials she's also working in a uh, larger uh, portfolio of companies mm -hmm. and, and the same thing with uh, the employee that is working with uh, communications so uh, say we're nine people working but we're not nine full-time equivalents uh, no we're not so that's a pretty small team and how do you see this uh, do you see as a um, uh, selling point key is it good to be a small team or is it what, what do you think do you want to grow the, the, the team or? i mean that's that's pretty much about how many how many companies can we will we uh, work with mm -hmm. and with the kind of criteria that we have i don't think that this region will actually have that much more companies for us to work with so i think that we're in a fairly stable position mm -hmm. um, being a small team makes a lot of things easier make you more flexible it, yeah quicker tighter mm -hmm. uh, uh, rather than have having people spread all over the place mm -hmm. we're having trouble finding times to meet to mm -hmm. sync uh, but in the same time being small means that we might not have each and every competence in-house mm -hmm. uh, for a specific question so we might need to work through our network mm -hmm. to find a specific competence in a certain matter basically mm -hmm. so it's always a trade-off uh, size versus uh, well yeah and what do you offer for the companies incubated here or yeah. is it that incubated the correct word in this sense? yeah yeah uh, I'm, yeah, it is. I mean, that's the that's the term being used. I mean, we are providing a, a support to help these companies uh, establish themselves and, and uh, build a basis to to expand from, basically. So, our first and most important offering is basically the business coaching that we're providing. Uh, 
a number of business coaches, pers people, persons that have been around for quite some time and, and they are really experienced. Uh, they have been in the same situation as our entrepreneurs. Uh, they have progressed successfully, but they have also made a lot of mistakes that mm -hmm. they've learned from. Mm -hmm. And they have the personality to support others in facing these challenges. And that's the most important thing. And then we have our methodology that makes sure that makes sure that you won't miss any important part of building your company basically uh, it's very much of a process and, and, and some people do not think that's very attractive that there's a process there are certain things that need to be done but I think we've learned by working with more than 100 companies that it's really good to so to say trust the process mm -hmm. um, then, of course, we work a lot with networks and contacts and we can open up doors and let our companies in to places where they would really have to struggle to get in. We might know a very important person in another organization and we might be working with a company that wants to reach that organization by someone from LEED giving a call first saying, hey, how are you doing? Uh, you know, I'm working as a business coach at LEED and there's actually a company that would be interested in, in talking to you. And I, I honestly think that that could be of interest to you as well. Of course. By, by doing that kind of introduction, uh, they can much easier mm -hmm. reach potential partners, customers uh, or whatever. And these contacts, they trust us to actually have given a thought is this that something that could be valuable so the entrepreneurs can kind of piggyback on our brand a little bit and on our contacts making their life a little bit more easy mm -hmm. uh, and that's something that we can use also when addressing investors in the same way and we work a lot with PR marketing uh, making the companies visible uh, just recently we had uh, the newspaper New Technique here uh, together with Affärsvärlden uh, and they every year they set up this list of the 33 hottest tech companies and the three companies that were regionally uh, nominated to compete for one spot on, uh, on this list uh, they were all associated with us, two mm -hmm. of them are companies that we're working with and the third was an alumni company of ours. Uh, and We Matter, that was that is a company that we're still working with, they got a full uh, co coverage, co coverage mm -hmm. in, in New Technique mm -hmm. and I talked to Robert and he said they have gotten so many uh, new customer requests uh, that it was really, really useful for them. They are doing 3D printing, right? Yeah, they are. Uh, so exposing them, making them visible is something mm -hmm. we work with a lot. And then, of course, the entire environment, the uh, dynamics that will uh, emerge as you bring a lot of companies together. You can learn from others. You can be inspired by others. You can... Uh, you can have uh, exchange with others to, to listen to them and, and uh, solve problems, basically. Uh, so that's that's what we do mm -hmm. on a day-to-day -day basis. 
I'm curious about the common expectation when someone is coming to lead to, to your yep. organization. What do they think about? What do they think that you can solve them firstly? Even though sometimes maybe it's not what they need, yep. what they hoped to, to get. They expect us to hook them up with capital. Okay. <laughs> Point. One. Now, I mean, they know, they have heard and they have read that the companies at lead attract uh, money. financing, money. Mm. Uh, and that is true, but there's a lot of hard work behind it. And I've been questioned a lot of times by the entrepreneurs saying, hey, Christian, you're talking so much about the investor relations or the contacts that you've got with the investors. I haven't seen any of them. <laughs> well, um, we might not be prepared to connect you with our contacts yet mm -hmm. because we're not sure that you're mature enough. We do not want to spend or waste their time mm -hmm. uh, yet. Mm -hmm. uh, so when we think that you're mature, I will promise you that we'll hook you up with uh, potential investors. Mm -hmm. That wasn't. That's normally not the question. The, the response that yes. they want. But uh, so far, I think I've proved that we can deliver on it. This specific guy or entrepreneur, uh, he told me as they moved out that hey. We had a little bit of an issue about these investors, but you you delivered. Mm -hmm. uh, I hooked him up with some really good contacts, uh, and one of them actually invested in his company as well. What I like very much about uh, Lead is that you are on the same boat with the company, so you don't help them with money, which is good in a very good sense, yeah. because you, you don't want to grow them fast or too slow, or somehow you will just make them in a good way that they will get money. Yeah, there should there should never ever be any questions about where we have our interest. Mm -hmm. We are only successful when our companies are successful. Mm -hmm. uh, we do not have any other agenda. We do not have any uh, do not get financial. No, we don't have any interests in the companies mm -hmm. others than that they will be successful. And I mm -hmm. think that's to most entrepreneurs that is. Uh, Critical, yeah, it's a, it's a, at least it's a strength, mm. uh, but um, you, there are so many perspectives on this matter. I think that if we also had the opportunity to to actually provide with a little bit of financial means to these companies, we could probably create even more effects. But that would put us in situations where we need to take really tough decisions mm -hmm. uh, where we might be a bit um, influenced on mm -hmm. the fact that hey we've got money in this venture as well yes. rather than, and it might be a better decision it might suit our investment uh, with one decision and it might suit the entrepreneurs and the development of the company with another decision you, you never know but mm -hmm. we do not we we don't have to worry about it because we won't end up in that situation as we're uh, but you have this now. vision from the beginning where you, you realize later on that if you want to stay in the same boat you have to be well no money involved, not giving the money directly but helping them to get money or so I I've, uh, I've 
I mean, every now and then this question has been up within the uh, owners of LEED and the mm -hmm. board of directors. Uh, but they've always said, no, Christian, trust us. We will provide you with the resources to run LEED. Mm -hmm. And you should be the good guys and girls helping the entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. No questions so, asked. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think, I mean, since, since the companies are becoming successful, there are pretty high valuations of the companies that we've been working with I think they will be tempted at looking at this mm -hmm. uh, you can I believe you can structure it in a lot of different ways so that it can suit everybody or every stakeholder basically mm -hmm. and there are actually uh, people saying that hey you are not really in the same boat because if you were investing in them you would actually take a, a risk mm -hmm. But today, but today yeah. you're not doing that. You're just mm -hmm. being the good guys and girls. But if they are struggling, you're, you can basically just sit looking at them. Mm -hmm. We won't do that. But so there are there are different sides yeah, of, it, of, of of this question, mm -hmm. different perspectives. Your motivation probably is seeing the results, seeing that the companies are growing. Yeah, but true. what is the most <laughs> what is the most uh, common motivation of the people who are coming to you? Is it always money or is it something else? How do you choose them? Or yeah, you cannot say no, something. I, no, <laughs> I, no, I would say it's very seldom money. I of course they they feel and they know that they if they become successful in this project, there will probably be a big pile of money in the end. Uh, but it, I I would say it's very seldom that that is the driving force. Uh, mm -hmm. It's much more because they've seen how they can solve a big problem or that they are very engulfed by the technology and they want to make something great out of it. So it's much more of this... Um, other things that will drive a person to, to wake up in the morning, look him or herself in the mirror and saying, hey, today I'll mm. make the, this and this step in order to create a change and make my company successful. Mm -hmm. uh, if they become successful, money will come with that. Mm -hmm. But uh, very seldom I'd s I see it as a driving force for mm -hmm. them or a motivator. Uh, they they are most of them are struggling with no resources mm -hmm. or very very scarce <laughs> yeah definitely mm. uh, and and these are brilliant people uh, they could probably get really good um, positions as employees mm -hmm. but they have made a choice uh, and they stand back from other alternatives to do this um, and they could definitely get a better cash flow uh, by taking an employment basically. Can you tell me some good examples with some companies that used to be part of LEED and they are, they are yeah. not anymore and maybe some of the things that you don't find in the media, maybe some, I don't know, stories that... Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason you don't find those stories in the media. <laughs> no, I mean there are some really... Uh, I, during the years, I've experienced so many things. Uh, I have some great memories, uh, but also we see people struggle, uh, and, and they are uh, on the uh, 
tipping point of everything just falling to falling apart, falling in pieces. Uh, but they have this amazing capability of getting things together and, and, and progressing from it. But starting with some successful or, or good uh, success stories, um, the company that I believe is the greatest success so far is a company called Neo Technology. It was a student at the university uh, that had been working at an IT consultancy company and they had touched upon an idea and he brought that idea with him as he started studying at the, the university and he came to us through uh, LIU Innovation mm -hmm. uh, and uh, we were struggling a little bit with understanding his business concept initially and why he wanted to do this and, and how he foresaw that it would be done. Uh, but we started working and, and I think we connected really good. Uh, he and one of our business coaches really worked tightly together. And today they are being perceived as the market leader in uh, graph databases. Mm -hmm. uh, the company is called Neo Technology okay. and the entrepreneur is uh, Emil Eifriam and he's just brilliant. Uh, he's still the CEO of the company. I think they raised some 40 million US dollars. And They're they based have, in Sweden? No, no, they have relocated to mm -hmm. uh, Silicon Valley. Mm -hmm. uh, they have a development team in Malmö and then they have offices basically all over the world. Mm -hmm. And uh, they are knocking down customers uh, at an impressive uh, rate right now, really growing. Is it really the, the next big thing with the databases now? They are in a really interesting yeah. spot. Mm -hmm. uh, and they've done brilliant, brilliantly so far and I believe they will keep on doing. Uh, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. uh, another company is called Donja. Uh, Donja Labs and they have a software product called Simplegon, a, a brand. Uh, and when we worked with them, we tried to find an explanation of what they're doing and we came up with a, a resemblance uh, or, or a, an, a, an analogy uh, saying that they are doing with uh, computer graphics what MP3 made to sound, mm -hmm. taking away all the data that will not actually reach the uh, consumer, uh, will not change how you perceive the computer graphics or the uh, sound. Making the files or the data set lighter, uh, demanding less uh, uh, bandwidth or, mm -hmm. or um, uh, computing power to be processed, basically. Mm -hmm. And they applied that to the uh, game development industry. And now they're moving into other uh, sectors. Uh, they moved from 5 to 10 to 20 million uh, in turnover. Uh, a year ago they reached 20, uh, they went from 20 to 25. But that was a little bit of a platform for them. Uh, and then they recruited a new CEO, a guy from New York that moved here to Linköping. And what I've heard is that they've done really well in 2015. So once again they progressed and, and uh, had real growth in their turnover. 
So that's another mm. really interesting company. You don't hear about them that much. Uh, they They're are very niched. And yeah, the, yeah, yeah, in yeah. Their they are, but successful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, talking about some stories that you would never <laughs> see in, in media. Uh, one thing that we have learned is that if you're a group of people uh, starting a venture, doing something that it's really demanding you are gonna struggle uh, you are gonna face some pressure either because things aren't uh, developing or progressing as expected mm -hmm. uh, or that things are going so well that you're put under a lot of pressure mm -hmm. but if you aren't aligned as a team having built a, a solid platform with a good understanding of what's driving Christian, what is driving Aline, what is mm -hmm. understanding each and other and also committing to the same goal, you are gonna face internal uh, issues. Mm -hmm. You are gonna mm -hmm. fight, you are gonna have disagreements. Uh, if you haven't set a clear goal on, on how to run your company and what you're striving for, uh, you are going to really have problems with this, these disagreements. So we think it's important to work with that and at an early stage before they surface. Mm -hmm. So when they start surfacing, you can really go back to that work saying, hey, I know what we committed to and therefore I'm back on track. Let's do this. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I was a bit distracted or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, but what I can say is that we fa we see a lot of internal uh, disagreements, mm -hmm. and it's something that you have to handle. Yeah. Um, Do you play a, an active role in into this? Uh, you help them to we, moderate we, the uh, we, meetings we, or something. No, we can't really we can't really take a side. But mm -hmm. what we're we're really looking at what's good for the company. Mm -hmm. Our role is to help build a successful company. Mm -hmm. uh, and that might uh, influence a little bit on how we act. But, but the active part we can take is to work with these issues before they become a problem. Mm -hmm. uh, but we can't take one side in a conflict, mm -hmm. basically. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense. That That's why you focus your time and energy to help them do the materials first, like internal documents, yeah. and then go in the public with a... Exactly, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, taking a, a real a, a memory that I really cherish, cherish um, is when I was actually quite new. I, I think I haven't even started as CEO. There's, there was this company that we were evaluating and, and a really young entrepreneur uh, coming straight out of the university and he had a technology that he thought had commercial uh, opportunities mm -hmm. um, and he had come in cont into contact with a German uh, speaker manufacturer and a fairly well-renowned and they showed some interest and they invited him down to Germany uh, and all the business coaches were occupied no one could join him so they said hey Christian we need you to go down with him and, and we prepared for that meeting and we were supposed to meet the uh, pro uh, the guy being in charge of this product line that they were expressing some interest for 
and the R&D uh, manager and then finally we were to meet the CEO of the company. So we prepared and we, we were really thorough uh, and we came down and this was in the northern part of Germany and where they are a little bit more relaxed but mm. we were dressed up in suits and, and this first guy that we were supposed to meet he said well guys you can you can put your uh, you can put your, uh, you can uh, untie your tie uh, and, and relax a little bit. I know you're in Germany, but we're not that stiff. <laughs> and we had a full day with meetings with them and, and uh, a really good discussion. And they say, said, it's a bit too early right now. Uh, it's really interesting and we're amazed with how you've come up with the solution. Uh, but we're probably not the right actor, but we will help you out with some contacts that we think can be useful to you. So they were very helpful. It was a very important trip because we got to understand a lot about the market and uh, the opportunities. Uh, we saw the entrepreneur, how he behaved uh, and, and how he developed. Uh, so, we, so we said, well, this is a company that we think we should actually put some resources in and, and commit our time. and. and efforts in uh, and that company has become really successful uh, it's called Opalum and they sold part of the company to the world's third largest cell phone manufacturer this summer mm. uh, because they are using that piece of technology uh, to create really good sound out of a small 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 unit like a cell phone or mm -hmm. a tablet or whatever uh, so that trip was just like a very first impression of, of mm. one of the entrepreneurs and an early stage uh, thing that mm. I did in my career. And every time I meet him, we, we start uh, falling back to <laughs> that trip and how we experienced it, how it went and so on, and the preparations we made. Um, just to mention one thing, mm -hmm, basically. Mm -hmm. How do you see the industry uh, going? Yeah, I mean, it's it's constantly changing in terms of what's available. And then I saw that uh, in the newspapers, they talked about 10 technology trends that mm -hmm. will really make an impact in, in 2016. So on one side, we have the technology and how that drives change and how that influences our industry. On the other hand, you have the notion of how we as an industry become more and more professional mm -hmm. and actually doing a better and better work I believe uh, one big question to me and that, that I'm thinking a lot about is what will our future role look like will we actually take a stake in the companies that we're working with and what do we need to do to actually uh, make that attractive to the entrepreneurs how do we need to change our setup uh, will that make us more uh, op working more uh, on an operations level in the company or how do we I mean there are there are a lot of questions mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. think about what about the uh, environment how can that really be changed to suit the needs for the future uh, what kind of other resources do we need to add there are in this region and, and in general I think there are much more 
ideas with potential, mm -hmm. but there are too few people willing to commit themselves, take the risk to actually become entrepreneurs. It's, it's so much better now than it was 10, 15 years ago. Uh, and then uh, it was, by that time, it was so much better than it was mm -hmm. 10, 15 mm -hmm. years before that. So that's kind of playing in our favor for the future. But there are, I think there are a lot of interesting things or concepts or ideas that, are, that aren't being picked up. And I'm kind of thinking of, well, if we could, could provide uh, the entrepreneurs and make things moving, what would happen then, mm -hmm, basically? Mm -hmm. uh, so that that's a lot of things. That are that's some of the things that I'm thinking of for the future, basically. And what do you think about automatization in the business process? Because a lot of companies are trying to find a way to to, to work with the internal processes fastest, faster. Yeah. And then, in this uh, way of doing business, you tend to go and find templates which yeah. is not good for the business because the templates are usually different than what you want to achieve. Y yeah. So how do you see this? Do you comment on that? No, I mean, always becoming more efficient is a good thing. Mm -hmm. um, but doing business is still to a very high degree uh, something that is done uh, between humans. Uh, I t talked to a very interesting person a while ago and he told me uh, or they, because it was, it was a, uh, a woman involved in that discussion as well, uh, but they told me that some companies have actually founded positions or, or uh, set up positions called chief experience officers, meaning that the customer experience is so important mm -hmm. that they actually uh, make someone responsible within the organization for that. And that, to me, means that, well, we will probably see a continued development in automation, mm -hmm. but in the same time, we will actually put efforts in making sure that the customer experience adds to the bond between the supplier and the customer uh, and works in favor of the uh, supplier so that the customer will come back. Mm -hmm. and you repeat in business basically um, so I, I mean there are so many things I mean look at how, how look like for instance the financial industry my grandfather uh, is was a very interesting person and he had always had a personal banking contact but as he turned 82 or 83 he started doing his banking business over the internet and he showed me how great it was that he didn't need to go down to the uh, bank office, uh, how, how he didn't need to bring all the papers, but he could do anything mm. in front of the screen and with this little security box. Uh, and he was just amazed on how technology made it easier for him. Uh, so we'll see a, uh, a continued development within that area and, and we will probably make the customers do much more of the work that the company, the yeah. company or the supplier mm -hmm. did previously. Uh, 
And they would be more happy. They would probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was he was really excited about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And I said, well, do you understand that you're actually doing a job that someone else used mm -hmm. to do? Well, yeah, but it suits me. <laughs> yeah. Good on you. Mm. They have touched upon a need. Uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm and they have catered for it and they make you happy keeping you as a customer they do good business so mm -hmm. what do you recommend for a bootstrapper who has a let's say a service company when it comes to getting in contact with a client and then growing the business based yeah. on the relation with a client i mean uh, i think it was McDonald's that had a saying that the customer is always right mm -hmm. and I think there's a lot to that uh, we are telling the companies that we're working with you might have an idea of a need that mm -hmm. a customer might have but talk to them listen to them don't try to sell a, a, a solution mm -hmm. unless you really understand that that is what they need they might not understand that they need it, mm. but then you need to help them understand that. So we're very much for talking to your potential customer, understand them uh, and see if they can communicate needs that you can cater for. Uh, and that's always to us or to me, that's the starting point. And from there you can, if you're doing a good job, you can grow with your customer. Mm. basically so try and make them happy try and solve problems that they are experiencing and try to find the value of that problem so that you can charge them very close to that value mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, because you don't need to give things away if you're solving something a problem or catering for a need that will make them 10% more efficient, well, you could probably charge them 6, 7, 8% of that improvement. They will still be better off. Mm. Um, so that's why we use the, the, the framework that is called NABC. Always find out the need. Think about the approach that will solve that need really think about the benefits and if you if possible try and quantify them and then also evaluate what's the competition mm. sometimes the competition of not doing anything mm. is the toughest and, and most challenging competition you do have uh, no we're not going to do anything because it's working good enough and then you're probably not touching upon a need that is important enough so find a big and important need. That's the basis. Mm. It's very interesting because if you use it in this way, but if you use it in the other way, you start with the competition, which most of the people are doing. They, they go and say, okay, I want to do this kind of software or I want to do this kind of service. And they look into competition and they start to copy the, the things and then they are asking why it's not working. Yeah, I mean, that's... Uh, you can normally, I mean, one, uh, uh, you'll probably find a set of really successful entrepreneurs. They have been working, I, I've seen it a lot within uh, the construction industry, uh, where people have been working for a large construction company and they see how they become bigger and bigger and bigger and get more and more overhead. Uh, but they 
quit their employer and they start their own business and they know how to run uh, construction projects mm. they know how to keep away from big overheads and they become really successful they grow really really fast so that's one way of, of mm -hmm. starting a entrepreneurial endeavor or venture uh, we're not normally working with those kind of companies but more working on companies coming up with innovation mm -hmm. I mean I'm so amazed by the person that sold the first fax machine that customer who was he or she gonna receive a fax from or send a fax to mm. uh, but still I mean they got it moving going mm -hmm. um, so uh, there are so many ways that you can approach entrepreneurship on or, or the, the notion of starting a, a business um, but uh, and I think we've seen both the way where you've learned the basics and the general way of doing things and then you find that you can do it more resource efficient mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, there are I mean look at uh, some of the um, concepts around what is called a food bag here in Sweden uh, we are customers with Lina's Matkasse where we get a, a bag full of groceries every second week and there's a full menu and we just need to bring it out of the fridge and start cooking in as we come home from work mm -hmm. uh, it's a really good concept they started out in Sweden and some people saw that starting in Germany. Germany is a bigger market. They expanded really quick and made a pretty decent uh, value, uh, growth in value of that company. There's a company called Avito uh, that is a clone of the Swedish Blocket, but they mm -hmm. approach the Russian market, which is much bigger become really successful so you can you can and another way of getting into entrepreneurship is copying mm -hmm. something that's working in a in a market but bringing it to another market look mm -hmm. at at an early stage there were a lot of uber clones starting out mm -hmm. hey this is working in the united states it should work in singapore in hong kong or in uh, munich or wherever uh, but as uber grew bigger they mm -hmm. came after him and i think they Actually, the interesting example with uh, Groupon, there were a lot of clones years ago with yep. Groupon, yep. but then something happened that, that none of the clones succeeded, but in neither the, the big project, the Groupon itself. No, um, they might not be touching on a big important need, mm. uh, none mm. of them, mm. uh, I don't know, uh, yeah. time will tell. Yeah, exactly. And I, I have another example with... Uh, you know, when you go to an event, first thing that you have in mind is to have the business cards with you. And the guy, some guys from Europe, they were thinking, how can I do this so that I don't have to go to print the business card, so I have an electronic one, yeah. and I will attach it to the keys. Mm -hmm. And they start to sell like a microchip based in a, in a USB stick. Okay. And every time when uh, you, they, they have to just uh, uh, touch the, the sticks, yeah. Two guys had the okay. same, or two, two persons had the same uh, stick. They, they just, uh, just touch it, and then the information, like a pin, goes from one to another. Okay. And when they go to the computer, just plug in the the device, 
and if even though one of them are changing the, the ID, you know, yeah. the, the phone number or something, yeah. will be automatically changing the... Okay. And I, I believe this is a very interesting one, but it didn't work very well. And I was thinking, why is not working? Because the concept is very good. And then I was thinking, maybe because we use phones. Mm -hmm. And why don't you use this technology in a phone yeah. and you have to have care with you another device? Yeah. So it's also a way of seeing the market using the, the technology that already yeah. is there and take the, the best out of it. One lesson that we've learned uh, working with the kind of business concepts that we need is that normally you come up with a solution uh, that either is a little bit too much of a niche solution. Mm -hmm. The customer acknowledges that, hey, you're really touching upon a need, but we need a bigger solution to actually make it work for us. Mm -hmm. Or that you, you're dependent on technology that actually becomes a hurdle and things are changing. Much more is being moved out in the cloud uh, so moving away from hardware in the same time as mm. hardware is becoming in cheaper and cheaper more accessible so you'll have some hardware devices just look at the smartwatches mm. that are coming now uh, I didn't think that would happen like five or ten years ago mm. basically. so uh, there is all there is always challenges uh, and, and, and one one other lesson is always to make it as simple as possible why do you have to have these two physical things that mm. should meet why don't you solve it with, the, with whatever hardware you already have mm. that you're carrying and that you're cherish I don't know mm. uh, so that's that's I mean, you have to talk to your customers and you have to learn from your customers. Hey, wait, wait, why is this not taking, uh, why is this not getting traction? Well, maybe you have made things too complicated. Can we make it even more simple? Because uh, the, the, the concept that you're telling me about sounds like a concept called Plaxo, where you would actually keep your own mm -hmm. uh, contact information updated but then you had made sure that you were linked so that when when you made changes, everybody in your network got access to those yes. changes. Yes, exactly. And nowadays, I think it's called LinkedIn or LinkedIn, whatever. LinkedIn, exactly, yeah. exactly. But I think Plaxo is still around. It's still I, yeah. around, but I don't know how many people are still using no, it. I, mean, I think know. companies like Plaxo, or if you look at um, Last.fm, yeah. they, yeah. Uh, on the road, they did something wrong. They were on top, and now not so many people are talking about yeah, them. True. Compare now uh, Last FM with uh, Spotify. Yeah. Last FM is just a small child. Mm, yeah. True. Mm.